find the baller. My life is more than money and jewelry. My story's so crazy, dog. I said make a movie behind the baller. I went from playing sports to exotic whips. Ain't gotta tell me, dog. I know I'm the shit behind the baller. My life is more than money and jewelry. My story's so crazy, dog. I said make a movie behind the baller. I went from music exec to this podcast. Now I finally feel at home and laugh behind the baller. Yo, what up, people? You will listen to a brand new episode of Behind the Baller Podcast. This is episode 103. I am your host, Ben Baller, a.k.a. the Korean Coach Beam. (laughs) We're going to get into that in a minute. But yo, listen, man, I hope you guys had, you know, a decent week. Uh, There's a lot going on. I want to switch things up. We're going off the dome piece. I got a couple of notes written down, but I'm just going straight off the dome piece. Um, working on K-Town Hustler 3, getting that going. We got the one-year anniversary in two days. It'd be one year that this podcast has existed. Uh, I thought about the emergency podcast, but then again, I'm putting in so much effort to get this K-Town Hustler 3. It's longer than I thought. You know, it's been a minute since I've done a three-hour podcast, and that's like a lot, right? Especially since we're talking about um, 2004 to about 2010, you know, that six year span is, is, it's much more recent in my memory. So it's going to take some motherfucking time. I've been writing down some notes and everything, right? Um, meanwhile, before we get started, I got to say prayers. My heart goes out to all the victims, all the loved ones of the victims, all the people who died in Beirut, Lebanon, if you did not know, um, one of my best friends in the entire world, Paul Jamil, he is a dude I mentored a little bit, you know what I'm saying? But mostly I still give him big homie guidance. Um, I've talked about him many times. He's been on the show. He's Kaya's godfather as well. He is Lebanese. I have some other close Lebanese friends, but this is one of my closest friends. And he's a very proud Lebanese, you know, um, from a Lebanese family. He actually is building a home in Lebanon now, about 45 miles from Beirut. Uh, That was fucking terrible what happened there. I do not think that there was explosives just fucking sitting somewhere in a warehouse. Uh, No. But Paul, man, you already know. Uh, I feel bad, man. This is fucking crazy. And um, Paul also had some unfortunate shit happen this weekend. I didn't bring it up on the weekend wrap-up. But uh, we won't get into that. So he's just having a hell of a time. And it was, his birthday was last week too. So fucked up situation, Paul. I miss you. Can't wait to hit Vegas with you. Can't wait to hit San Francisco with you. Can't wait to see you, brother. I know Kai misses you too. And um, yeah, my heart goes out to Lebanon, man. It's just been fucking crazy, man. It's just been... What a fucking... 2020 has just been fucking trash. You know what I'm saying? So... The only bit of COVID that I'm going to even get into is really not much. I mean, we're almost at 160,000 deaths. We're at over 1,000 deaths a day. Donald Trump is just the stupidest motherfucker in the entire world. He has really done the worst possible job of any leader anywhere. Nobody. I mean, Brazil's really bad, right? Italy is bad, but remember the way Italy was, that everyone lives on top of each other. It's kind of like a New York, but that's how the country is. Trump has just done fucking terrible. There's no, everyone tries to make it political. It's not, it shit is just fucking horrible. The only bit of COVID I'm going to talk about is there was a house party 
in uh, Beverly Hills. Anybody who's driven through Mulholland Drive from, let's say, uh, Beverly Glen to Coldwater Canyon, when you drive, and I used to drive that all the time because I used to live in Sherman Oaks, so I used to kind of cut through there to go to Beverly Hills. And when you're cutting through that, and when you're going east on Mulholland Drive, after a little bit, once you pass uh, Benedict Canyon, then Deep Canyon, and you hit like one or two curves, right before you hit Beverly Park, you're going to see this big-ass house that is on the side. It has been a party house for 20 years. Cisco from motherfucking Drew Hill. Yeah, Thong Song Cisco. He still parties there all the time. I think at one point he actually bought the house. But anyways, this is a party house. And um, the police showed up to this party there. And this party was motherfucking packed. It was packed as shit. It started in the daytime too. It started like at four or five o'clock. And um, there was like, I saw a bunch of like Cullinans. There was like, you know, uh, Lambos. There was Ferraris. There was Maybox. A lot of cars there. And, um, you know, per county law and uh, ordinance, uh, you're not supposed to have a gathering of over 10 people, right? So the police show up to this house and a security guard, private security guard, tells him about the door because you don't have a warrant. And they sure didn't. He knew quite a bit about the law, um, apparently, the security guard. And he says, um, you can't enter this house without a warrant. And even though they were breaking the law, it's not something that they can enforce. That has to be the county that has to get there. So this party goes on. There's motherfucking people all over the place. Barely people wearing masks. There's people in the pool. I mean, the place was fucking packed. Big ass house. More people than you could fucking think of in the driveway. There was a food truck there. The security guard said this is a private party hosted by an NFL player. People were trying to figure out who it was. People were like, oh, it's OBJ. Oh, it's fucking um, uh, Joe fucking, what's his face, Burroughs. What the fuck is his name from, from LSU? And actually, it was none of that. It was a party hosted by Crips, right? And because of uh, my um, background and everything else, I'm not going to get into I mean, You guys can figure it out and do some research. But, you know, it was. And then... Um, I got to say this. I don't give a fuck how tough and how crazy and whatever. It's just fucking stupid. It's just plain stupid. Like, I just don't get it, man. And, you know, when I talk to people, you know, people, DMs, and famous people, people who run big pages, like, big pages, I'm not going to say. But, like, you know, they're like, hey, man, people are just tired of, you know, staying home. And and really, I'm mind-boggled off some of the friends I have who are traveling, who are flying to Miami and hanging out and doing certain things or whatever. And Florida is just like, fuck, bro, you going to go to Florida? It's like the worst place in the world. And one of my friends, she actually had COVID and she's gone. It's like, she's like, fuck it, you know? But, you know, it, it's just, I don't know, man. People just, again, like, fuck it, you know, they say, I'd rather live my, I said this before, I said, I'd rather live my life than go through life with regret. Now, that doesn't mean, you know, go against the rules of a pandemic. This All bets are off. It's different. So, that party um, ended up just getting packed and everything else. And I just said, look, man, this just looks like it's going to be some bad shit. It's going to happen, whatever, boom. I ended up falling asleep hella early that night. I probably went to bed like before midnight. And sure enough, at 1.30 in the morning, I get a citizen app notification. If you don't have citizen, I'm sure everyone their mama has citizen. Everyone started downloading it like two months ago. But citizen app is the craziest app and it's fucking, it's way more popular than Nextdoor app. And uh, on the citizen app, I get a notification, shots fired, you know, multiple people shot at the party, boom, Mulholland Drive. I knew exactly, obviously, it was the same party. And the next thing you know, a black lady, a woman, a girl, 
who is in her 30s, died. So it's like, what the fuck is wrong with you people? Like, one, you, you just can't sit your ass home for a few months. And um, it's just really, as fucked up as it is, as boring as it is, it's like lives are more important. And it ain't about your life. How about just fucking being responsible and trying to help other people out? Be a good example. Like, no matter how fucking bored you are, you know, you... I don't want to meet somebody. You want to network because you fucking you ain't got shit else going on. You want to fuck. I don't know what the fuck it is, but that shit ain't it. Period. Ever. And then I'm watching the news, and they're talking about that. And come to find out, the L.A. sheriffs, the fucking sheriff's department, had a private party at some bar, and it was packed at a fucking bar. And it was like private password and everything. Boom. You had to be either LAPD or a sheriff to get in. And these motherfuckers are having a party like it's sweet. Like shit is sweet. I'm just blown the fuck away. These are cops. And they're saying, oh no, all these cops have gotten tested. They've gotten COVID. Blah, blah. Man, get the fuck out of here. But anyways, man, what's crazy is when the pandemic first started, everyone was doing really bad. And, and people are doing obviously really bad now. But uh, people who own Airbnbs, they were fucking terrified because they have their income went really just like, you know, they're banking on, it's not the monthly, they're banking on the daily rentals of their Airbnbs, you know, and Airbnb was really popping for a long time. And and um, it was dead right when the pandemic started. So like, you know, in March and April, people weren't fucking renting Airbnbs and they're tripping out. And then people got tired of it and said, fuck this. And then they started, you know, um, obviously sanitizing the places. Who fucking knows, right? You got to take your own fucking precautions. But for London's birthday, which is coming up, I'm like, fuck it. I'm going to get an Airbnb. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to go get a fucking beach house somewhere and, and uh, rent something and stay for three or four or five days. And, you know, boom. And I started checking out places. I'm like, you know, whatever. Just trying to get some cheap, like $600, $800 a night. And there's nothing. And I was like, fucking couldn't believe it. And then you start searching higher. And you start looking at like, whatever, just... I love Manhattan Beach. Don't get me wrong. It is dope. The Strand is fresh. I love that fucking area. Beachfront house in, in Manhattan Beach, the ones that I like, they're like 4000 a day with fees, taxes, and then the cleaning fees and everything else. You know, it'd be like 20, 25 bands. Easy. No problem, right? Which for 25 bands, I could stay at the Manhattan Oriental in, in you know, Columbus Circle in New York City and have a crazy, insane six suite with a view that could fucking kill um, to die for, right? So anyways... Found a dope-ass beach house, you know, big-ass water slide and fucking all kinds of shit and everything. And I was like, fuck it, for London's birthday, we're going to get the fuck out of town and we're going to have fun and we're going to relax. And I'm going to have to take my podcast equipment. It's been a minute since I've taken my equipment out of the house. And uh, we're just going to fucking do the do. You know, I'm going crazy. Um, uh, I got to give a shout-out to my nieces, twin nieces, Sydney and Zoe. They have graduated high school. I feel so bad they didn't get to do any prom no formal graduation. Again, no prom. That sucks, right? You know, beautiful girls. My, my nieces are five, nine. They are, um, this is, the, you know, well, they're not on the Jewish side of my family, but they're Jewish. And, uh, you know, they're leaving for school in two weeks and they have to quarantine in New York. Uh, one's going to Vassar, one's going to Columbia. And, um, man, I'm just, I can't fucking believe my nieces, man. They're, they're going to fucking college. It's crazy. And I got to send them off with like a nice little gift. I'm going to have to break them off with some cash. Uncle Ben's going to have to bless them. And anyways, um, so, you know, 
I usually talk about entertainment and sports and other things after the break. But, you know, a friend of mine, a new friend of mine, Natalia, she happened to win uh, one of the gold money counters. She had talked about Last Chance You. And it's funny because, you know, obviously you can't miss it. If you watch Netflix, you know, Last Chance You was on there. And I've never watched one episode, never cared to, okay? But I did see some previews of this new episode and um, or the new season. And um, one of the things that I remember is when I was listening to Mike Rapport's podcast, and obviously the Dust Brothers produced his show, they produced mine, and, you know, he had from either season one or season two, he had, or I think it was even both seasons. I don't know how the fuck, it, how it goes, but he had um, one of the stars, one of the coaches from um, Last Chance You on the show. And, uh, you know, I played ball. I played college ball. That was the one that really, you know, that's what I got my scholarship for. So anyways, I see that it's uh, it was Laney College. And I'm like, the fuck? Did Laney have a team? And, you know, I didn't really ever pay attention to community college football. I did know that when I played football, we had a lot of transfers. So when I was at Cal, there was a lot of players from CSM, from, you know, College San Mateo. There was people from College of the Desert. There were people from um, all over, actually, like all the fucking way over, you know. And and I just forgot about it because I don't really, you know, I never really knew too much about community college. And I used to knock it, right? But then obviously, you know, like you can't knock community college. You can get an education for super cheap. You can kind of ease your way in and then you get into the four-year university and you actually could finish quicker. Whereas some people at fucking four-year universities, it's taken them like six, seven years to finish school, right? So going on, me being, um, not me being for the Bay, but me having property in the Bay, me going to college out there, me being so fond of the Bay, and me knowing so much about the entire East Bay, San Francisco, and the entire Bay Area. I'm like, you know what? I watched a little couple of previews, and then my friend Natalia was like, hey, you got to check it out. It was really inspirational. And it was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, of course, you know, it, it intrigued me because uh, this is like right down the way from where I went to school. I obviously know where Laney is, um, which is crazy, is um, I, I went to summer school because I was like behind some credits. I went to summer school at Alameda, and Alameda is right down, like literally super close to Laney. But you would see Laney because it had like the fluorescent little sign. And um, I'm watching this Last Chance You, and I can't stop watching it. I watch one episode, and I have to watch all the way to fucking eight. And it was crazy. I was fucking stuck. And I had shit I had to do. Obviously, I have to fucking design and finish up this card from this Mark McGuire card I got dropping. I got the fucking Snickers chain. I got others chains. I got fucking other collaborations that I'm doing. I almost fucking said what it was and I'm not supposed to yet. And um, I did a big fucking podcast and I can't stop watching it. And uh, obviously, Laney College is a very small school, super small junior college in Oakland, California. And the coach, his name is John Beam. I didn't even know, tell you the truth, this dude is actually part Korean. I didn't even know that. He was a, he was a head coach at Skyline. And Skyline is probably one of the most premier Bay Area high schools and also one of the most premier sports programs in the country. Uh, sidebar, fuck De La Salle. Never liked De La Salle. I, I hate De La Salle. Never liked anything about that school. I think that school is just all entitled fucking punk-ass kids. I didn't like that shit when I was in college. And I remember going back and checking out people that were recruits. I never fucked with that school period. But going on, you know, you watch this story 
And there was one that hit me super fucking hard. And that was um, Dior, right? The wide receiver who had to be quarterback. And uh, I won't spoil too much, but, you know, he had a really bad relationship with his dad and it was giving him anxiety and it was fucking him up and people in the family were trying to get him to talk to his dad and everything else. And it gave me flashbacks and PTSD of what the fuck is going on in my life. And that fucked me up because I have that relationship with my biological father who is um, still alive right now. He's supposedly doing really bad. And, um, you know, he said one thing where his dad fucked up his chances to get a, to get a scholarship out of high school and, and to go to college. And his dad humiliated him when he'd fuck him in school. There were two alphas and they battle each other at 15, 16. And his dad was like, you know, fuck this. And he would humiliate him. And he cut his hair like he shaved his head fucked up, you know, and like, you know, I mean, for the most part, let alone kids that don't really have money. But like, you know, depending on where you at, you in Oakland or whatever, you know, if you have no money, you have no money. I mean, there was a point in the, sh- in the show where he's in his car trying to see what he wants to eat. He's hungry. And he's like, let me see what I got in my bank account. And he looks at his phone. And he has five dollars. I'm like, God damn, bro. Like, you know, this is within a year ago. And he has five dollars in his bank account. So it's like, you know, he's 15. His dad shaves his head. And when I say shaves your head, like I'm thinking about like having like a fade, having hair on top, and then your dad shaving like three parts of the top of your head to where it looks like a lawnmower hits you, right? And his dad would make him, you know, dress like a girl, be like, yo, you should dress like a girl and go to school. And like, he would humiliate it. He would break his spirit down. And I felt that. And he's like, nah, fuck that. I don't want to fuck with my dad. I don't want to have anything to do with them. And, you know, um, he would try to see other family members because he loved his grandma and everything else, but everyone in his family is trying to get him to talk to his dad and his dad's trying to help him, but his dad's a dick. And I'm like, yo, man, like, and he's better than me. At least we'll still go around. Me, I'm like, fuck that. I don't want anything to do with my fucking dad. Like I thought about it. I was like, look, man, um, there's another kid, uh, RJ, who's who's on the show, white dude, who had said that um, his mom treated him like shit. And his mom, he realized that his mom had been raped or had been molested and she had went through a bunch of shit and she treated him like shit. So once he understood what she went through, it helped him understand why she did what, how she raised him. And I thought about that too. And I thought about my dad had a very hard childhood. My dad walked from North Korea to South Korea. Obviously when the war happened, everyone did, you know, otherwise you get stuck in North Korea. You know, he... He walked a hundred miles. I know that sounds fucking crazy, but I'm not even joking. You walked a hundred miles. He would teach GIs how to speak um, Korean, and um, he had a tough life. Now, look, man, great. He had a tough life. Life sucked here and there. Look, man, he had my older brother David. He had my older sister Jean. He had, you know, he was a shitty to both of them too. He had it all. He had two chances to fuck up everything and then be like, "Let me make it right." Whether it's favoriting uh, one child, which is bad. Look, man, there was such a big age gap between my brother. It wouldn't have been that big of a difference. But you know what? He was such a shitty dad. And I, I know he went through a tough childhood. And I know that he didn't see his mom for 20 years. And there's all this stuff. I don't give a fuck. Fuck that. There's no reason for my dad to punch me in the mouth, hit me in the head, slap me in the face. You know what I'm saying? Make me go on my knees and turn off the lights in the bathroom for 30 minutes so that by the time you try to stand up, now imagine going to a bathroom, turn off the lights. I'm being dead ass serious. I'm not fucking playing one game, not even joking, not exaggerating, even 1%. Going to 
go into a bathroom, turn off all the lights, okay? Light shit really might not be a big deal, but turn off all the lights, okay? And this is, you know, me being 12, 11, 12, 10, you know, whatever. Go on your knees and just sit on your knees. You can't angle it. You can't sit Indian style. You can't sit. You have to be on your knees and you just have to have your hands up, both your arms up as if you are carrying some books, right? And you got to sit there. And if you do move, the thing with me is, you know, most people, most people would just be like, ah, let me move here. No. Then you get the shit knocked out of you. And then after 30 minutes gets up, you know, you try to stand up. You can't because your knees have been stuck. You've been sitting on your knees for 30 minutes. Now your knees, you know, are hurt. You get up. And then what does he do? As, let's see, I'm trying to think. Let's see, for instance, let's see, 40. If it, he was in his late 40s. He was my age or so. He would just knock me the fuck down with 80, 90% of his strength. And then, you know, then he go get the belt and go whip me. And um, this is from me, like, maybe getting a bad grade or, you know, I stole some candy from the store. Just regardless, whatever the fuck I did. I didn't kill anybody. This is the type of shit that he would do. And I think about that. And it just got like, you know, and I just, I dealt with it. I dealt with it to a certain point. And I said, you know what, man? I'm a grown ass man. I got my own family. Like, I don't want, that's what it is. That part of history don't get told. You know, maybe I'll tell my kids later on. I don't know. I have no idea. You know, I had a late start in life. So, you know, when I'm 60 and I know I'm going to be fucking in pain, my kids will barely be, you know, in their late teens and, and, and 20s. You know, so it's like I'm, I'm hoping I'm here. I'm, I mean, I hope my, my health gets me to 80 so I could see my kids get married and everything else. But if they ask, you know, I'll be real. And um, that part of the shit hit me different. Like, I felt that. And um, that dude, Coach Beam, just the shit that he said, the way he acted, it gave me chills watching some of the shit. And again, this is junior college. There ain't no money. They don't give no meals. I mean, of course, on a game day, they get fed. But, like, there's really nothing. You know, there's no scholarship at a community college. These motherfuckers are just playing just to play. And then they're showing all the gentrification that's going on in Oakland. And, um, you know, the rivalry between Oakland and San Francisco. And it was just, it, it look... I didn't see all the other last chance used, but and I don't know if I really care to. This was a good watch. I know I've asked you guys for a lot of things, and I know a lot of you probably have already seen this because you guys have followed Last Chance U. But because this hits so close to home, I had to watch that shit, and it was real. You know, there was like no, you know, Hollywood ending, and um, you know that fucked me up. It made me want to just even it just it just put me in a different place. Made me not want to spend any money on certain things. When you think about it, like damn man, these dudes are really out here struggling, like for gas money for for food. I mean, you know that dude um, knew uh, the, the Samoan cat who has a baby. He has two kids. He got his first kid seventeen. It's just out there like he's got to wake up early and live with his his in laws and. And then the in-laws, he got his brothers there and everything. He's married. And it's just like, it's fucking crazy. Thank God he got a scholarship. And I don't know where dude is. I hope everything goes well for him. But last chance you fucked me up because the situation with Dior and his dad. His dad seemed like, you know, seemed okay. Still a dick. But I don't know, man. I hope I can meet Coach Beam one day. Dude seems like a good fucking dude. I would love to go check out a game. I know that their season got postponed so at the end uh, because of covid and uh, I wish all those dudes well, man. But, uh, yo, check this out. We are going to get into a break. And I wanted you guys to understand that I really do speak about real shit that is going on in my own life. And that's something I didn't want to talk about for a long time. I don't want to talk about, you know, 
not because I didn't have a great life or anything, and, and I think my life was still cool, but just the fact that I had a shitty-ass dad, man. And uh, yo, Miles, man, throw on some LL. Let's lighten up the mood a little bit. I don't want to talk about no more negative shit, and, and we'll be right back. Hey, guys, listen. Good health starts with good habits. Quip makes it easy by delivering all the oral care essentials you need to brush and floss better. The Quip electric toothbrush has timed sonic vibrations with 30-second pulses to guide a dentist-recommended two-minute routine, and there's even a size-down version designed for kids. Paired with Quip's anti-cavity toothpaste in mint or watermelon, you get all the ingredients teeth actually need and none that they don't. Quip brush head, toothpaste, and floss refills are automatically delivered on a dentist-recommended schedule every three months for just $5 each. A friendly reminder when it's time for a refresh and to stay committed to your oral health and shipping is free. Join over 3 million happy customers and practice good oral care easily and affordably with Quip, starting at $25. And if you go to getquip.com slash baller right now, you'll get your first refill for free. That's your first refill at getquip.com slash baller. It's spelled Q-U-I-P dot com slash baller. All right, Quip, the good habits company. Yo, man, so we're back, man. Uh, on some good news, man. Lake show. You already know. Ain't no Clipper Nation here, bro. They, motherfuckers is, come on, man. I, I'm not trying to hear about Kawhi and all this shit. I don't believe the whole fucking humble shit and everything else, man. Dude is just... Man, I ain't trying to... I'm hearing all kinds of other shit about his family and everything, and they was asking to borrow the fucking jet and this... Man, bro, like, fuck all that bullshit. Anyways, you guys probably know what the fuck I'm talking about. But, yo, we taxed that ass against Utah, and with that, we clinched. You know what I'm saying? We are number one. We are number one for the first time in many years. Number one motherfucking Western Conference... I don't know, man. It's going to be interesting when these playoffs come on with just the whole thing. Uh, again, man, you know, like I, I still see people, like a few people. Rap is one of them. Mike Rap is like one of them where he's like, yo, it's fucking fantastic, whatever. I mean, I know people miss it, but yo, bro, it's it's cool. It's like, I'm going to lie to you, it's cool. It's not the same. It's it's all right. And again, people are like, why do you care about what the fans look like? It's just, just weird. It's just still taking some time. But we clinched first in the Western Conference, and I'm excited about that. Uh, I, we got work to do, you know. We got man, West is fucking tough. But how the fuck do we get the shit kicked out of us by OKC? I just don't understand. Last night we got the motherfucking L, and it's just like, like, come on, man. Like, I don't, bro. It just makes me upset. I am looking forward to the real playoffs. I'm looking forward to the finals. I'm paying attention only to Laker games. I'm watching a couple things here and there, but um, DirecTV is being weird. 
It's fucking completely odd. I have no idea. Uh, Dodgers doing their thing. We still get it in. Thug Thizzle. Yo, my boy Jock Peterson, my dog Jock, hit not one, but hit two shots last night. That motherfucker had two home runs last night. And uh, we beat uh, San Diego. Speaking of San Diego, I love San Diego. You know what? When I was talking about fucking um, the last chance you, and I'm watching all the visuals and stuff, and it just made me just miss the bay even more. You know, it's like, fuck, I, I... I've never gone this long, you know, it's been six months since I've been in the Bay, and it's, I've never gone six months before, and uh, again, I was going to try to go this month, but again, everything's real fucking weird right now, so I don't know, man, it's just something about there that just, again, I want to retire out there and just everything, but I like San Diego too, San Diego is, is dope, and uh, makes me think about Q, my best friend, rest in peace, you know, um, Rancho Santa Fe is dope, and it's part of San Diego are cool. De- totally different from the Bay. Like, totally fucking different. Just, it's nice and relaxing and La Jolla and stuff. And I don't know, man. It's definitely going to make it out to SD soon. By the way, um, my Mark McGuire card is out as we speak right now. It is only available for less than 48 hours. It dropped a couple hours ago. This is no cap, no f- dead ass serious. All right, this is my favorite card. This is the sickest card that I have done out of the 10. This is my 10th card of the Project 2020. We are halfway done. I'm halfway done. I got 10 more cards left. My next card is Tony Gwynn. So I'm going to be represent, you know, repping the 619. Hope I represent Dago, you know what I'm saying, properly. So Tony Gwynn is next, but Mark McGuire's card is now. Make sure you grab that motherfucker. The hobby is in full motherfucking effect. I just got that uh, Dr. Anthony Fauci card. Yes, Fauci throughout the first pitch. I got his little rookie card. This shit is hilarious, and it's just cool. But the hobby is popping. Cards going for a million. Best basketball cards are crazy right now. Fucking Zion's going for money. LeBron going for money. Shit is crazy. The hobby is healthy. People are still mad about the shipping. Yo, the Blake, Jameson, Mike Trout collaboration card has just shipped. I should be getting mine any day now, um, maybe today or tomorrow. And then the week after, I will be doing a special uh, one of 10 collaboration autograph, dual auto, the first time that two artists do you know, a collab. Well, they don't do a collab yet. And uh, we're going to do a dual auto, me and Blake. And then I think I'm going to do some friends and family ones too. And I'm actually going to flip a few just because, damn, man, I didn't flip shit in a minute on the site. And uh, I'm going to go have the Beckett. Um, I'm actually going to have Beckett come up here and authenticate the cards because they need to do a few more friends and family joints that I'm selling and get this economy rolling with the hobby. But uh, that Blake collab auto is going to be coming out soon. Make sure you check that out. This Mark McGuire is definitely the dopest card I've put out. I mean... I love it. Obviously, anytime someone's wearing batting gloves, you already know they're going to be iced out. I fucking love the Bay Bridge in there. You already know. And obviously, the No Limit style letters and just everything in this motherfucker. I use the Future Stars. If you guys remember from the early 90s or the 80s, um, you know, like Bo Jackson, Rookie Card, you would see it says Future Stars and like that rainbow like font, not like that scripted font. Anyways, I use that. I don't know if people pick that up. But... um. Nah, man, the hobby's doing well, and I'm really excited. Make sure you pick up one of those cards, and uh, I am going to be definitely doing that merch. By the way, speaking of merch, IF & Co., my jewelry company, is doing premium hoodies. Fear of God level quality hoodies. Like, they're fucking sick. I just saw the samples. 
my cousin James brought me a hoodie. It is fucking nice. Our merch before was very good, but this is like, wow. So our hoodies are really nice. The t-shirts are super heavyweight, really, really, really high quality. It made me push my Ben Ball to the chain and my Ben Ball to the card shirts and my Ben Baller pod t-shirts back because now I'm thinking I need to do something to step it up because it's crazy. Um, real quick, network. I will be shipping out. The gold money counter should be shipping in like three, four weeks. So pretty soon coming out, you know, and um, that gold scale drops in a couple weeks. So really excited about that. Uh, speaking of gold, yo, gold is fucking crazy right now. Now, everybody who listens to this podcast if you've been listening since day one, and when we picked up Acre Gold as a sponsor a few months ago, if you guys listened to me then, do you guys realize you guys would have made money, made good money, okay? I made shit. Uh, well, I'm not gonna get, I made six figures. I'm not going to tell you that because then people get mad, but, you know, just off of gold. And I have to buy gold on a daily basis, you know, at least on a every few day basis. But gold is broke 2000 gold has broke $2000 an ounce and i think that shit's going to hit 2500 by fucking christmas i have no choice but to buy it i'm just telling you guys you could have jumped in kevin durant hit me up and bought 2 kilogram bars that like heavy as fuck right and he bought 2 kilogram bars and that motherfucker made $50,000 in just you know what 7 months ago when he bought them gold was at like forgot what it was 1300 some shit whatever but yo he made bread and like i said shit is no joke. Um, speaking of other things that are going up in value and are no joke, bear bricks. Yes. I had random people been hitting me up like DJ mustard, you know, people like that and be like, yo, what's up with those bear bricks? Are they cool here and there? Whatever. Boom. And I'm looking at the prices of bear bricks and they are fucking crazy. I just got this one, this extra girl, X girl, which is uh, the, the female line of extra large streetwear brand. And, um, I don't know, I paid like $900 for this fucking bear brick and it's going for four G's now. And, you know, a lot of my bear bricks that were like 1,200, 13, they're like 2,500. Some of these bear bricks that I had, they're 18, they're like 3,500 now. So I look and I'm like, holy shit, my bear brick collection has gone up in value about 175, 200 grand just in a month or two. So that is definitely something else. I think I might do a bear brick episode where I specifically break down how to get them, where to go, what are the best ones to bet, you know, to get, and it just, just fucking crazy. It's really crazy that the fucking price has gone up that much. I want to talk about these podcasts I did. Uh, there's a Korean-American podcast called K-Pod, right? It's not K-Pod, but K-Pod. And these are older, established people, and like, you know, they interviewed my sister because she's someone prominent in the Korean-American, you know, industry and all that and everything. Not to say that I'm not... I'm just a hooligan, you know, so it's different. But I sat down with K-Pod and I did an in-depth interview. And I honestly, I'm not going to lie, we did like an hour and a half, maybe two hours. And I had to get off because I had something to do. We could have talked for four hours. Like it went on forever. So if you guys want to check out my sister who has, her resume destroys mine. So if you think I did some shit, you think, I mean, I may be Forrest Gump, but she's fucking just on a whole different level. You know, my sister was fucking... Tom Cruise's stylist for almost 20 years, and Keanu Reeves' stylist for 20 years, uh, Brad Pitt, George Clooney. She's dressed, what, four different president-elects. She was Heath Ledger 
fucking, uh, I mean, you name it. I mean, every single enormous star she's, she's dressed and, you know, she's had every Oscar Academy Award winner for like the last 20 years. She's, my sister's insane. But if you want to listen to that, she is a hustler. My sister's name is Jean and she is fucking amazing. So go ahead and check out that K-Pod. Uh, next up, I did a complex sneaker podcast with Joe LaPuma. I think people forget who listen to this show and our sneakerheads. You know, you guys watch sneaker shopping and you guys watch all these shows. And, you know, I was the sixth episode of sneaker shopping on complex. So like go back and check that out on YouTube and you'll see me on there. But shout out to my boy, Joe LaPuma. Um, I was on that episode. I mean, I'm on an upcoming episode. I don't know exactly when it's going to drop, but we did shit. <sighs> How long was this motherfucker? Hold on. You know what? I could look at it right here. Just totally forgot. Cause I had to record my own audio. See how fucking long this shit was. Uh, I'm sorry, it wasn't that long. It was an hour and 16 minutes. It's kind of long, right? But yeah, shout out to my boy, Joe LaPuma. Shout out to Complex Magazine. I actually end up talking about academics after. Not on the show, I didn't give him no pub, but academics is still a bitch, and, and dude is a fucking punk. And, um, you know, speaking of academics and everything else, I don't know, just thought about it. Joe Budden. Remember how I said uh, Logic had publicly said that Joe Budden is said some mean comments about him not being black enough and about his rhyme skill, or whatever, and it led him to depression and it made him want to kill himself. And then they interviewed Joe, and I didn't know this. They interviewed Joe like recently, I think yesterday, the day before yesterday or something. They're like, hey man, are you gonna apologize? In fact, it was Lupe Fiasco, who was a friend of mine. Lupe is my dog. And he was like, yo, are you gonna apologize to Logic? He's like, fuck no. Fuck him, I apologize for. And I had to look at Budden, you know, Joe and give him a little more, you know, I'd give him his propers. You know, I'd give him a little more respect, not because he's a dick, but because he's being real. He's like, man, fuck that shit, man. You know, like this dude need to check his life. Like if he could have let somebody, you know, affect his brain like that, that deep. And then to go on like a fucking press tour and talk about it, like, come on, he's tripping. And I already said my part on episode 102, you already know. So, you know, these new generations, they're soft as fuck. New generation, I want to say anyone under like 28, soft as fuck. Yo, everyone wants to complain, everyone wants to cancel, they want to find some shit you said in 2008 and 2010 and all this other shit, and it's like, yo, man, you guys are just, it's crazy, it's true. Even that dude, John, Coach John Beam, he's like, yo, man, you come down on these kids, and then all of a sudden, they, you know, they get into a mental health, and they claim this, and they have PTSD, and it's just like, it's fucking true. It's fucking true, you know? It's that shit ain't cool, man. It's not cool. It's y'all gotta toughen the fuck up. All right? Like for real, y'all gotta toughen the fuck up. Speaking of tough, my boy China Mac hit me talking about he's coming to LA to do a rally for proud to be Asians and everything else. I don't think he understands that um I'll support in every which way I can. I cannot physically be there. I'm not going to a, a gathering, I'm not going to a protest. I'm sorry, God bless him and all these other people. Cool. Just <laughs> situation with London is just not going to be, it's not going to get any better. You know, it's just, I'm not putting myself at risk. It's just not smart, period. You know, I got bigger things to worry about. And again, I tell people all the time, handle your own responsibilities. There's things that are bigger than you. Cool. Handle your own responsibilities. More importantly, handle your kids. Take care of your children. Your kids didn't ask to be here. You brought them into the world. Do whatever you got to do to make sure they live the best life. You know, part of my legacy is I want to, obviously, and I'm living it now, 
to do better than my parents did. And they came here with nothing and did pretty well. But you know what? They set me up okay, I guess, and I've done better than them. My dream, my fucking dream, would be for my kids to do better than me. But more importantly, I just want my kids to be happy. But again, do your part as a parent for all the parents out there, right? You know, I say this and it's just fucking weird, right? But I always say I just I just want to be regular. I just want to chill and just be regular. I just want to kick it, sit on the couch and be regular. But I never, ever want to be mediocre. And that sounds like a contradiction, but it's the truth. I want to be regular, but I'm never, I never do I want to be mediocre. And I don't know why, but it was just something that stuck with me. And um, as I'm sitting in some shorts I got for free, even though they're nice, and I'm sitting, you know, and I'm wearing a t-shirt I got from, a Snoopy t-shirt I got from Target for $17. And it was like, you know, again, man, I don't give a fuck. I'll buy a shirt at Costco. My white tees come from Costco. I don't give a fuck about none of that shit. Yes, when I need to stunt, I will stunt. Speaking of stunting, um, on Monday, I went to Rodale Drive after the podcast. Went to go spoil myself. Went to go buy a watch. Shout out to my boy John Mayer. Shout out to Keystone. Keystone is a jewelry store or a watch store in Beverly Hills. And uh, spoiled myself with a little something. Actually, spoil myself with something else too. Shout out to Fowler Gun Room. F-O-W-L-E-R Gun Room in Orange, California. Big shout out to my boy Sean. That is my guy. If you need a gun, go to Fowler in Orange County and they will take care of you. I just picked up an HK VP9. And speaking of HK, I did tell you that I do have a collaboration coming with them. We are working on it. It's got a lot going on. There is um, still a lot of work to do. But this VP9 in California is law enforcement only. I do not understand. Look, man, California has some fucked up gun laws, but I'll take it. I'm not moving to motherfucking Texas. Not move. All the fucking toxic, weirdo people want to move to fucking Texas. For all my fam and homies that live there, cool. But the people that want to move there, it's just, man, weirdos. All right. Before we get out of here, I got to shout my boy Jesse. He is the hardest working motherfucking Mexican dude I know. He is my my car detailer. He has been detailing my cars for seven years now, almost eight years. And uh, he owns a company called Cyclone Auto Detail. So if you go to Instagram, you can just put in Cyclone Auto Detail. Ask for Jesse. Tell him that Ben Baller sent you. He'll show you some love. Jesse, I love you, bro. You are fucking unbelievable. And speaking of cars, the PML Quick Strike has been officially postponed. It was supposed to be this Saturday, August 8th. It will not be August 8th anymore. I assume because there are so many fucking cases of COVID going around. Shit is just really getting out of control. Now, I have to say this one last time. Episode 102 I have never felt that good. I felt like I was Jay-Z on Reasonable Doubt. I was spitting. And I really felt like I really came across and gave you guys some gems. And uh, again, really would love you guys to tell some friends to subscribe to Behind the Baller. I got to give a shout out again to the Dust Brothers for producing this amazing podcast. We are one years old in two days. I might even have to just do a five-minute thing where I just talk shit until everyone to go fuck themselves. I don't know. Maybe put my finger in my asshole. I haven't figured it out yet. But, yo, man, I am very grateful. Um, the weekend wrap-up will be Monday regardless. 
And on top of that, you know, you got Katon Hustler 3 coming very soon. At least now you know it is coming soon. Um, got a couple people who I am going to do uh, as return guests. And um, man, that's it. Listen, guys, have a great weekend. You know, just relax, chill, try to. You know, I know some people are out there hurting. They're doing bad. Hey, man, fuck. Tough times don't last. Tough people do. Okay. And if nobody loves you, just know that Uncle Ben loves you. All right. You guys, thank you so much again for listening. Man, for all of you who have not listened to every episode, you can go ahead and catch up. It ain't that hard. I've seen people catch up, jump at number episode one, boom. And then, you know, a few weeks, you might be at episode 103. So again, God bless you guys. Love you. Yo, Miles, cueing some music. Yo, Lakey, what's good, bro? Yeah, Miles got you. All right, yo, Lakey. Take us to the crib, homie. All right, peace.